0: Hi, I'm Colleen Carroll. Welcome to avant Grad, Ohio's Trailblazers and our special Giving Day 2021 edition. This is where it all happens. I'm on the court at the Convocation Center in Athens, Ohio. It's the biggest landmark in town and it's where most recently Ohio men's basketball head coach Jeff Bowles led the green and white to the NCAA tournament. He's been here and there before as a bobcat player himself and he's here now as a proud 1995 Biological Sciences graduate to tell us all about it. Coach and I will also share how you can be part of Giving Day by making a gift to the Ohio Bobcat Club to support our student-athletes or choose another area of need that's dear to your heart. Take a shot by visiting giving.ohio.edu. Thank you for joining me for this very special episode of Amount Grad, Ohio's Trailblazers, featuring our own Coach Bowles. Hi, Coach.
1: Hello, Colleen. How are you?
0: I'm great. It's so awesome to talk to you today. Thanks for joining us.
1: I appreciate you having me on.
0: Absolutely. This is a very special episode, special Giving Day 2021 episode. Of course, tomorrow is Giving Day. And what's really cool is that the Ohio Bobcat Club is one of the featured funds for Giving Day. Um, Any fans out there who want to support student-athletes can do so by going to giving.ohio.edu To make a gift to the Ohio Bobcat Club,
1: Um, and
0: all gifts will be matched up to five thousand dollars, thanks to the generosity of Tim Holt, who is a nineteen ninety seven College of Business grad and an avid supporter of Ohio athletics.
1: Very generous of Tim to do that, and you know the Ohio Bobcat Club is a great opportunity for anyone to invest in these student athletes and these these programs. And you know I think what what it does is give gives a transformative an um, you know, opportunity for these teams to, you know, do tutoring, to benefit and supplement their travel budgets, their equipment budgets, allow them to get nutritional uh, supplements for their student-athletes. And uh, a gift goes a long way uh, to help transforming their student-athlete experience and giving back to Ohio University. Absolutely.
0: And you, you certainly know about that firsthand, and we're going to get into that a little bit. I would like to start um, with your history a little bit. We'll definitely talk about, you know, the past few exciting weeks and months in this awesome year with the Bobcat basketball team. Um, but I'm curious to hear about your upbringing. Where did you grow up? How did you get into athletics? You know, we know, of course, you played for Ohio, your alma mater, which is awesome. Um, but how, you know, was it, was it a thing for you and your family upbringing? Was athletics around, um, you know, what were your school days like before you made your way to Ohio?
1: Yeah, I grew, I grew up in uh, Magnolia, Ohio, which, you know, had a thousand people on a really good day <laughs> and uh, great small town morals and values and Midwest upbringing. Um, it's probably about 15 minutes from Canton, Ohio, about two hours and 15 minutes from Ohio University. I made that trek often, you know, down 77 across 50. Yep. But, uh, you know, love where I grew up, you know, uh, try to get back as much as I can. And I, I grew up playing sports. And, you know, back then, at a small school, you know, everybody played three sports year-round. And, you know, the travel, basketball, the travel, baseball wasn't really big back then. So you had summers to be a kid. And, you know, we would, you know, go meet up at an outdoor court, play pickup for hours on end. And uh, just great experiences, great memories, and, uh, you know, glad I grew up where I did. That's
0: awesome. And how did you choose Ohio University? Was it the basketball?
1: So... You know, when I was going through my senior year, I tore my anterior cruciate ligament, my ACL, in the state All-Star game in St. John Arena. And I was 17 years old at the time and had, you know, no idea what I was going to go, where I was going to be. And I thought my life was over. You know, 17 years old, you te- tear your ligament. Back then, you know, you were damaged goods. And I had a few schools recruiting me. And when I tore my ACL, a lot of schools backed off. And... Uh, ironically, Miami of Ohio and Ohio University gave me an opportunity to walk on, um, you know, to the basketball team. And I came down to Ohio University, uh, met with Coach Hunter, who was my head coach uh, when I played. I absolutely loved the campus, loved the feel, loved the vibe, loved the combo, and decided to attend Ohio University. And it uh, turned out to be the best decision I've ever made.
0: It's so great to hear your story, and, you know, it must have been such a challenging time. Um, I know that you were a redshirt freshman, um, but your, your journey as a player on the team is, is so incredible for you to, you know, be a two-year captain and, you know, help lead your team to the MAC championship and the tournament. Um, quite a journey from, from when you were a freshman. I did a little research, and I, I uncovered something called the DNP crew. Can you tell
1: us a little bit about that? <laughs> oh, that's classic. How about that? So, you know, my, my first year, I didn't practice or play because I was rehabbing my knee. And, you know, when you're not involved and not practicing, you don't feel part of a team, you know, just because you're not around. And then my second year, my redshirt freshman year, you know, that's when the DMP crew uh, kind of came to fruition. And it was Jay Berry, uh, Chad Estes, and myself. And so what we would do is during warm-ups, we would, you know, everyone's doing their shooting stuff, and we would keep track of our points in warm-ups. And whoever had the most points in warm-ups got to sit closest to the head coach. So there was three of us. So, you know, one guy would sit here, one here, and then the last guy would sit right by the team doctor who was Dr. Karen, uh, Steve Karen. And, you know, me being a big guy and those guys being guards, they had advantages because they, they'd start shooting threes. So normally... I'd be the guy sitting beside Doc Karen, uh, pretty much every single game. And <laughs> what for, for the listeners, the DNP means did not play. And normally it's you know if you don't play, it says DNP slash CD, coach's decision, or it could be DNP slash INJ, injury. So we had a lot of DNP CDs, you know, because we didn't we didn't play. And you know, anytime there was a blowout, you know, good or bad, you know, we were like we would uh, we would sit there and guess who would get in the game first and at what time during the game we would get in. So we'd be like, hey, Chad's gonna go in at the 117 mark, you know, whatever. And then once we all three got in, sometimes we would uh, try to get together and get one guy all the shots, you know, in those two minutes that we got to, were able to play. And I, I ended up playing a combined 39 minutes, you know, the whole redshirt freshman year, which is not equivalent to one whole game, a 40 minute game. So, but great memories and the DMP crew, yeah, uh, to this day we talk about it.
0: That's awesome. So quite quite a change over the years when when you were playing for Ohio. Um like I said, we'll we'll get to some talk about the big dance and you know what that was like for you, being being a coach as opposed to to being a student. But tell us a little bit about that journey for you. I know that uh, Coach Larry Hunter was a real mentor to you, and um, I happened to be on campus at the same time you were on campus, and I, I remember you know Coach Hunter and hearing about him. he was he was a real legend, it seemed. And I know he was a really important figure in your life.
1: Yeah, you know when I, when I took the job, you know, I, I told everybody I have one regret You know about taking this job and that was that he wasn't here to see it. You know, he passed away a couple years ago and, you know, through the years, you know, coaching is different, you know, coaching is life and father figures, mentors. And there, there probably wasn't a decision, a big decision I made where I didn't call him and, and run it by him, like buying a car, you know, jobs, getting married, you know, et cetera. and, and, you know I wouldn't be here without him today. You know he got me into coaching. He gave me an opportunity to play at Ohio University and you know I'm forever indebted. and you know this year without the, the fans being allowed to attend they had the cardboard cutouts you know in the, in the lower bowl and somebody had bought one and Coach Hunter's cutout was behind our bench and I looked at that you know in, in every single game before we played. And, uh, you know, just the memories of, of the opportunity he gave me, I'll forever be grateful. And, um, you know, be, being at Ohio University with, with Coach Hunter there and playing there, you know, I think what it does, it teaches you perseverance. It teaches you teamwork, discipline, self-discipline, work ethic, um, you know, all those little things that uh, equate to life. And the things I went through, there are a lot of ups and a lot of downs. And, uh, you know, you you have to deal with adversity, you have to deal with prosperity. I was very fortunate to play with a lot of great players and great teammates. Uh, We have a text chain to this day with 10 guys on my team. Um, and, And those are lifelong memories and friends.
0: It's so great to hear about those bonds. I wanted to ask you about that. You know, we, we talk about the Bobcat Nation, and we always hear so many stories about people being on an airplane, right, and they have their ball cap on or they have their Ohio gear on, and they'll see someone and make that connection. But um, I know that, you know, to, to, to your point about the text chain, that that those bonds of, of having those teammates – run even deeper you know they the, the bobcat ties are even stronger um and then also you know your your relationship with your fellow coaches and and your former um fellow assistant assistant coaches um what what's what's that like having that community there for you
1: yeah it's awesome and i think and like i told our team uh after we lost uh in the round of 32 you know when, when you're part of a team You know, you you have a great bond and great relationship. When you're part of a championship team, you know you're bonded for life. And I told our guys, you're gonna have reunions. You know, you're gonna be in each other's weddings, and that'll that'll never be taken away from you. And that's kind of how our group is. Um, You know, we've had reunions at Ohio University. We have we've had reunions in Columbus, reunions in Dallas, Texas, where we get together and, and spend some time, and those those lasting lifelong friendships you know, are based on Ohio University and the experiences that we had. And, you know, the camp, the slogan, you know, Forever Ohio, you know, means a lot to me, It means a lot to them. And before I took the job here, you know, I told our guys on that text chain that I was taking the job before it went public. And, you know, the elation, the f- the feedback that I got was oh, yeah. awesome. And now that I'm here and and just another tie in uh, for, for someone who they played with is coaching their alma mater or our alma mater? Um, you know, it makes it that much more special. Yeah,
0: I bet they. I bet
1: they love it. Even going through the the championship, you know, um, you know, these guys will keep you humble, which is probably a great thing to to have a group of guys. Like okay, that. yeah. You know we're, we're playing these. Yeah, we're playing these tournament games, and you know we beat Virginia, and you know we have like 900 messages after the game, and you know a bunch of those guys are trying to tell me how to coach, what I did wrong, and I'm like we just beat the defending national champs, but that's what makes a, a <laughs> special unit. You know, we crack on each other and no one's safe in that group.
0: You've got lots of advisors out there, lots of fans and lots of advisors.
1: You definitely have a lot of, you know, people that, you know, the support was unbelievable, you know, worldwide, countrywide people you haven't heard from in a long time. And I had two negative responses, you know, one, one email, and one uh, letter in the mail. And, uh, you know, those are always funny to get, but, You know the the reception from Bobcat Nation, you know, has been unbelievable.
0: Jumping back to Coach Hunter, of course, he was a great influence on you as a player, but he also gave you your first coaching job. Am I right?
1: Yeah. So I was a biology major and wanted to be a physical therapist. So I took organic chemistry, neuroanatomy, cell chemistry. You know, all these classes to to prepare myself for my future. And you know, twenty games into my senior year. I tore my ACL for the third time. And at that point, uh, I, you know, my career was over, you know, basketball career. And as many 22-year-olds, you have no idea what you want to do in life. So I was kind of searching, and we had lost an assistant coach at the end of the year. And Coach Hunter came up to me and asked me if I'd be interested in coaching, that he had an opening. And I, I tell people I literally fell into coaching, and that's how I got my start, um, you know, 26 years ago.
0: Would you say that you carry on some of Coach Hunter's principles, some of his, uh, you know, leadership traits?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think that's one great thing about, you know, being around different leaders. You know, you always take something, you know, from them that you'll use, uh, you know, if you ever get an opportunity to be a head coach. And, you know, before I became a head coach at Stony Brook, I talked to a lot of people and everyone said, hey, you got to be yourself. You know, you can't be Coach Hunter, you can't be Coach Mata, you, you got to be Jeff Bowles. And you always draw back on experiences, um, you know, that you went through as a player, you went through as an assistant coach, to kind of formulate how you want to become uh, as a head coach. And definitely the intensity, you know, one thing Coach Hunter used to always say about 50 million times was compete, 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 compete. And, you know, we're really big on, on competition and competing, and that's one thing that I really you know, took from him that stuck from day one.
0: You were at Ohio State for, for quite a while with Coach Mata, who you just mentioned. Um, had a lot of success there. Three Big Ten titles, a Final Four appearance. Um, what, what were some takeaways from, from that experience?
1: Yeah, just an awesome time. And it was almost, you know, how to become a head coach, you know, master's level. Being around Coach Mata, and you know he, he empowered you as an assistant coach. Uh, he gave you a lot of responsibility, and you know it helped me become you know a head coach and and, and really prepared for my first head coaching job. Uh, there's not a week that goes by that I don't talk to him. Uh, he's been a great mentor for me, a great sounding board for me, a great consultant for me, and um, you know you know I wouldn't be here without him. <laughs>
0: What's a what's a day like for you? Uh, tell us about a day in the life of a coach, and and maybe even a little bit, you know, how is being a head coach different from being an assistant coach?
1: Yeah, a day in the life of a coach is is interesting. <laughs> um, I think one of the one of the best things about our profession, there's never it's not cookie cutter. You know, it's not a nine to five job. It's never the same thing every day. Um, it's something different, and it can be 365 days a year. Uh, I think with cell phones and laptops, you know, you're always making recruiting texts and calls and watching video and, and recruiting, uh, calling donors, um, you know, calling you know, the guys on your team, talking to your staff. So I think one of the best things about it is something different every day. Uh, there's some really long days, and, you know, some days there's some short days. And I think one of the biggest things in coaching – you have to find that work-life balance. Um, I always tell people one of the worst things about coaching when you have a family, you know, you miss anniversaries, you miss birthdays, you miss, you know, your kids' sporting events, you miss graduations. Um, but there's a way more positives than there are negatives, and I think the best thing about it is something different. As an assistant coach, you know, you have certain responsibilities. Um, you know, it might be recruiting. You know, your academic group. Um, individual workouts, you know, just different things that you have to deal with on a daily basis. As a head coach, you know, you oversee scheduling, compliance, academics, recruiting, uh, boosters, you know, game planning, scheduling, you know, everything that uh, involves. So you're more of a CEO, you know, uh, when you become a head coach. And I think it's very important, you know, that you have those assistant coaches, you know, with you that help support you you know, maybe have strengths to your deficiencies, and that you trust because you know they spend a lot of time with the players. They they know who we want in our program, how we uh, do certain things, and and our support staff has been phenomenal.
0: So it's a, it's a pretty incredible skill set. I've I've heard you before liken the job of a head coach to to that of a CEO and you know you've got leadership and um, strategy creativity uh, you know just collaboration so so many skills that you also are modeling and teaching to the players who are our students we're sending them off to to become leaders in the world where do you think you developed some of those skills was it you know learning from your mentors from your your time at ohio what would you attribute to some of those skills? Are some of those just inherent in your personality?
1: I think some are inherent, some are are learned. Um, And, you know, I think a lot of, like most things in life, you know, you want to educate yourself as much as possible. You want to learn and, you know, read a lot of books, listen to a lot of podcasts, uh, talk to a lot of people. And when I played, you know, I always felt like I was a coach on the court just by communicating, um, talking. And everybody's different. You know, you, you have different personalities. You have to figure out how to get through to a certain player, what you can say to one player and not the other player to get them to be effective. And, you know, that's probably one of the biggest things as a head coach is the communication piece, how to talk to people, how to relate to people, how to you know, motivate people. And, you know, I feel like, you know, you have the executive piece, you have the communication piece, you have the coaching piece. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that go into being an effective leader. And, you know, I really try to, you know, study as much as I can, but at the end of the day, you have to be yourself, you know, you have to have your personality and put your imprint on things, but, you know, you're always learning, you know, as a head coach to, to to try to be better.
0: And I think back to, you know, that press conference where, where your position, um, at Ohio as head coach was announced, uh, there was an account in the post that um, you know where Jim Chao said that that you have a personality that's just naturally infectious and enthusiastic and, and and visionary. So I appreciate you saying that. You know, some some of these skills are are just they're just in you. Um, but tell us about tell us about that press conference and in that moment because the way it was described just sounds really incredible. You know, it, it sounded like the the excitement in the room was just was just palpable.
1: Yeah, it was a really surreal feeling. You know, the first thing I did when I, you know, flew in, you know, had my family with me and and we walked into the Convocation Center. And the first thing I did was look up into the rafters and, and looked at the banners. And, you know, my my goal and my dream was to, you know, bring another championship to Ohio University. And I really wanted our guys to experience what I went through as a player. There's no better feeling. when When you're growing up, you watch March Madness. When you play, you know, you think about, dream about seeing your name pop up on Selection Sunday, and there's no better feeling. And every single day I walk into practice, I thought the same thing. But that's the first thing I did before a press conference. And when I went to the press conference, you know, it was emotional uh, because, you know, Coach Hunter uh, was not there. Um, you know, I, Dr. Hakita, you know, my academic advisor showed up for it, uh, who I had not seen in years. Skip Bossler, you know, who was our trainer, uh, who's a, a legend in the, in the training industry, um, was there. Brenda White, you know, had been there 30-some years, our secretary. She, she was a secretary when I played. And, you know, you saw a lot of people. And, and when you realize where you're at, right, it's a special place, a place that you played. And, you know, it had always been a dream of mine to be the head coach at Ohio University. And it, and it, it came reality.
0: It's, it's a great All-American story, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I think, you know, it, it's, it's hard to become a head coach, and especially at a, at a really good institution. And, you know, Dr. Nellis was very instrumental uh, in, in me coming here. Uh, Jim Shouse, obviously, you know, was the athletic director who hired me. And, you know, when I met with them, you know, our, 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 our visions were aligned. And any time as a head coach, as a leader, you know, of a men's basketball program, the alignment from the president to the athletic department to the athletic director to the campus is really big. And, you know, I think coming back, you know, like I said, I'd walk around and there'd be grounds people, you know, that, that, hey, man, I watched you play. Welcome back. You know, professors, um, you know, uh, fellow students that were bringing their kids back for orientation, right? Their kids are coming to school here. Right. And uh, running into them up, up on Court Street. Uh, just a really cool feeling.
0: Tell us a little bit about your kids. You mentioned your family. I, I, I think some athleticism runs in the family. There's some some sports happening. Can you share a little bit about what they're into?
1: Yeah. So you know, my wife and I. Uh, my wife, Katie. Uh, she's an unbelievable uh, wife, mom, basketball wife. You know, she gets it. Yeah. And she loves she loves the sport. And you know, when you lose, she's one of the two text messages that you get. You get one from your wife and one from your mom. You know, telling oh. you, don't worry about the loss. Uh, when you win, you get multiple texts. But you know, she she's uh, sacrificed a lot in her career. Um, she works for Deloitte Consulting. Um, you know, and and has moved. You know, we've moved a lot in these last.
0: You have, yeah, uh, yeah,
1: twenty years. And you know, the support that she's given me for my career has been unbelievable. Uh, we have two kids. My daughter Sydney uh, is a senior and uh, she's graduating here in about 60 days. Uh, She'll be attending Florida State University next year to be on the swim team. Uh, She also wants to be a physical therapist, so she's excited about that. And then I have a son, uh, Chase, who's 14, who eats, breathes, sleeps, drinks, basketball, the recruiting piece, the wins, the losses, uh, he's, he's all in.
0: No surprise there.
1: No surprise.
0: So here we are. It's uh, it's it's April twenty twenty one, and it's been an incredible year for the team. An incredible experience for you, um, making it to the big dance. You know, for you being on the other side, right? So you were there as a player, uh, now being there as, as as the coach. And just how exciting was there was there a moment for you? You know, where um, just a standout moment.
1: Well, I think, Colleen, if you look at the whole year, um, you know, it's kind of macro, you know, the sacrifice and self-discipline and, and what it took to get there. You know, I don't know if the normal, you know, person out there knows what these young student-athletes, men and women, went through. And, you know, our, our year started out really good. You know, we, we played in the Illinois tournament, and they were top five in the country and, you know, almost beat them. We were winning late. And, you then we went through the course of the season, had a couple injuries, uh, had a couple COVID pauses, and you know then it came to the MAC tournament, and we played our best basketball of the year. And I think the the special time was, you know, really seeing our guys having fun playing the game. Um, and then when that final buzzer went off and they all ran on the court to celebrate, there's nothing better. And that that memory will be ingrained in my head forever. And you know, like I said before, the fact that they got to experience the emotion, the jubilancy of what I was able to experience as a player, you know, that means the world as a head coach. And, and then to, you know, not celebrate with their families and not go back to campus and, and celebrate with their peers, you know, it was tough, but we went to the NCAA tournament and we were in the bubble there and you know, I wanted our guys to see the Selection Sunday show because that's another memory in my head I'll never forget. And to see Ohio pop up on that screen and our, you know, everyone just stand up and going crazy and they got their phones. You know, that, that's something they'll never forget. And you know, then to go beat the defending national champions, you know, the ACC champs, Virginia, in the first round. You know, you can't ask for a better scenario. And uh, you know, the, just. The joy it brought to the the campus, you know, the community, Bobcat Nation throughout the world, um, you know, just seeing the, the social media posts and, and just a surreal, awesome feeling.
0: Yeah, and a challenging year with the pandemic and the COVID pauses, like you mentioned. Did the did the time on court and the time playing the games feel feel all that much sweeter? You think just because it was such a dicey
1: year? Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, we'll all be better, you know, going through this experience. Um, you know, whether it's dealing with adversity, right? Dealing with the quarantine and being by yourself from a mental health standpoint, um, you know, just a, a time commitment standpoint and really appreciation for a lot of little things that were taken away that you really took for granted. And I think You know, we we talked about self-discipline and self-sacrifice. You know, they they couldn't have a normal college experience. You know, they had to limit who they hung out with. We talked ad nauseum about wearing your mask, washing your hands. And that's tough for any 18 to 22-year-old to do and do it every single day. And really what we talked about was the most mature team, the most disciplined team was going to prosper at the end of the year. And we went seven months without one incident. And then February 2nd, we play at Central Michigan, and then we had our first positive test, and then it kind of, you know, went through a wave. And, you know, for that whole month of February, you know, it was difficult, you know, from a mental health standpoint, physical standpoint, you know, we didn't practice very much, but I feel like the the character of our guys and the culture of our program really helped us get through that moment and helped us, you know, win the MAC tournament.
0: What are some of the challenges you think going forward for this next year, whether it's, you know, re- recruiting, you know, while the pandemic is, is, is still happening, um, some of the other issues that, that might be present for you or for the players for, for this coming year?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, probably the biggest thing, you know, we, we have a lot of our guys coming back and, you know, really taking a break. I thought it was important. You know, we gave our guys a couple of weeks off. And told them to go home. Some of these guys have not been home since last July, and had not seen their families. And so I think really just taking a break, you know, refreshing, re-energizing, finishing strong academically, and then we'll bring them back for summer school, and you know, hopefully have a more normal routine. Um, you know, we're in the process, like most everybody, trying to get vaccines, you know, for our guys, and and you know, hopefully we can, you know, start moving forward, but. I think you know there's a lot of lessons learned, you know, through it. But recruiting is going to be a challenge. Um, you know, we haven't seen a lot of these seniors and juniors in a couple of years, and now you add the transfer portal. You know, it's a whole different dynamic for recruiting. You know, for every sport, and um, so there'll be some challenges. But like I said, we'll be stronger, you know, through this experience. And uh, you know, we're really looking forward to next year.
0: What would you be doing if you weren't coaching?
1: That's a great question. Uh, I can't imagine my life without coaching. I know. But my, my guess is either being a physical therapist or somehow involved with sports you know, at some level. Um, I really feel like being around a college campus and being around you know our guys is energizing. It's something different every single day. Um, you meet a lot of people. You travel to a lot of places. And I think the most special thing is the impact that you have you know, on these young men and help shape who they're going be, gonna to become uh, when they graduate. And one of the coolest things for me, Colleen was to really get these messages from guys that I coached at Robert Morris at Charleston, at Marshall at Ohio state, you know, the, the impact that you had as an assistant coach and as a head coach that you might not realize. And like everybody involved with, you know, anything on campus, you know, We're here and we're servants for the student athlete and we need to make their experience, you know, as good as it possibly can be. And, you know, I always tell our staff, like, don't ever forget why you do what you do. And, you know, when you're involved in that and understand why, you know, it's so much fun to be around and, and I couldn't imagine doing anything else.
0: Do you see yourself as an educator? Because you are, you really are. You are educating that, you know, next generation of leaders. But I wonder if you see yourself as an educator.
1: Yeah, most definitely. I think you're an educator, you're a psychiatrist, you're a mentor, sometimes you're a father figure. And there's so much that goes into being a coach, you know, more than X and O's, you know, and, and, you know, you teach life lessons. And there's every single day that we try to teach them something you know, whether it's an article that we read or something, a quote that we see, um, you know, we, we talked at the end of the year, the, the power of three words saying I love you and, and finding somebody that you care about. That's helped you along the way uh, to uh, appreciate, you know, there, there's there have been times where, you know, our locker room wasn't very clean, that I had our, our managers put a piece of trash in front of everyone's locker. I walked in, sat them down I said, OK, here's what you do with this trash. Pick it up here's the trash can you put it in the trash can you know just little simple things like that life lessons and and um, you know th- th- these will be things that they learn that that we teach and and you know everybody learns through experiences good and bad and I think that's what you know coaching is all about
0: absolutely well, I have a few last questions, some some Ohio highlights, some some quick fun questions to wrap up with. But before we do that, I just want to remind our listeners that tomorrow is Giving Day, and the Ohio Bobcat Club is a featured fund. So if you're interested in supporting our student athletes so they can, you know, have more access to improved equipment and wellness services and all that good stuff, um, you can go to giving.ohio.edu to make a gift. Um, do, your donation will count toward benefits such as premium seats and preferred parking which is always a bonus um, and hospitality access so we appreciate um, all of the fan support for our student athletes so with that said um, just to wrap up some Ohio highlights so I'm wondering coach if you could tell us uh, for example what would be a favorite spot for you on campus Um, maybe thinking back to your student days and also now being back on campus is there a favorite spot for you Unless it's a
1: very obvious favorite spot. <laughs> well, other than the convocation center, yeah. you know, I just love, I love and enjoy just walking around campus. You know, College Green to me, you know, the epicenter of campus and obviously going up and down Court Street. Uh, it's just a beautiful place, a beautiful campus. I've been to a lot of different you know universities in 26 years. And Ohio University is a top five campus that I've seen. Uh, so, re- really, you know, probably College Green.
0: Yeah, College Green is the best. What about from your student days? Thinking back to places you used to hang out, things you used to do. Was there a favorite, a favorite food, by chance that you remember?
1: Well, I mean, you know, burrito buggy, right? Soufli. Yep. <laughs> um, you know those type of places, but I-, I think as a student, you know, you you just really cherish the time. I was a West Green guy. I lived in James Hall and Sergeant Hall, and you know, mm-hmm. I just I loved living over there. We ate at Boyd Hall, you know, cafeteria, and a lot of the other student athletes were over there. And, uh, you know, just the times you spent, you know, in the dorms, you know, with different people other than student athletes, other than your teammates. And, um, you know, I've run into some of those guys, you know, through the course of the years that I stayed within James Hall. And, uh, you know, just, you know, a lot of great memories.
0: Any uh, music
1: that you listened to at the time that you that you remember? Yeah, I think you know you always you know flashback you know when you hear some song a particular song you know that you might hear uh, you know at the pub or you know in the in the dorm or in the locker room and um, you know you always have something like that that triggers a memory. Um, but I remember uh, I saw the Bare Naked Ladies. Um, or, excuse me. 10,000 Maniacs, Natalie Merchant, you know, in Memod, you know, one time. And, you know, just the little things like that that pop up that you, you remember, you know, your experiences on campus.
0: Absolutely. And what is what has changed the most? You have such a great perspective, you know, of of these years in between. What do you think has changed the most about campus or about Athens?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that makes this place so special, a lot of other people are still here. You know, and I'm talking professors, you know, academia people, bar owners, restaurant owners, and then people that graduated that stayed, you know, to to work and run a, run a business. Uh, probably aesthetically, the biggest thing is Baker Center. You know, Baker Center uh, was more, you know, across from co- uh, College Green. You know, when I was here, right now it's a beautiful multi level, multi purpose, uh, you know, building. Uh, so that's probably the biggest change, but. You know, the cherry blossoms, you know, weren't here when I when I was there along the bike path, uh, which adds another beautiful dimension to campus. Uh, But I think what makes it unique is its its own place and the people, um, you know, that, that are here.
0: For sure. I couldn't agree more. That's a great note to end on. I can't thank you enough, Coach, for squeezing us into your schedule. I sure hope that you have a break as well. And uh, can't wait for next season. Next year, we'll be, we'll be definitely cheering all of you guys on.
1: Uh, thank you for having me. And, and obviously, uh, as an alumnus and, and part of Bobcat Nation, um, we appreciate all your support, you know, monetarily and, and even, you know, just you know, the social media messages that we've received. And I think, you know, giving back to our university and providing for these students and student athletes and paying it forward uh, from our experiences, you know, is, is the right thing to do.
0: Thanks so much, Coach.
1: Thank you.